Welcome to Smart Route, the podcast by Call Tracking Metrics, where you'll hear stories from businesses at the intersection of marketing, customer experience, and sales. We're sitting down with business leaders and industry experts to dive deep into the path they took to find success. Here's your host, Courtney Tyson. Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of Smart Route. I'm your host and strategic partnership manager at Call Tracking Metrics, Courtney Tyson. Today, we're going to be talking more about click and ad fraud, what exactly it is and what causes it, and how marketers can prevent it in order to deliver clean data and results. And here to educate us is Lucas Rabinowitz, Senior Director of Growth at Check, a go-to-market security company that helps brands and organizations protect themselves from the fake web. Thank you so much for being here, Lucas. Thanks for having me, Courtney. We're excited to talk with you today. And so before we get started, I wanted to share a little bit more about you with our audience and and what you do. Um, So Lucas has spent the last decade working in tech sales to help scale some amazing organizations. He actually received an amazing education at Datarama. He was employee number 10 all the way through the acquisition by Salesforce. His most recent ventures have him focused on partnering with the brightest minds the Israeli tech sector has to offer, building sales orgs that put technology at the center of operations to drive excellent customer experiences. Lucas's teams endeavor to make revenue impact well beyond their headcount. And now with Check, he joins the fight against the fake web, battling bots, fake users, and fraudsters to maintain a valid digital marketplace for all. Um, sounds super exciting, and I'm very excited to learn more about all of this today. So let's dive in. Um, so Lucas, tell us a little bit about how Clixies and Check got started and how they evolved over the years. Absolutely. So it's a really interesting story if you think about kind of the, the whole digital marketing ecosystem kind of got put on notice a while back. You know, if you remember there was a large conference, uh, I can't remember which one it was, but Procter & Gamble was there and delivered a pretty scathing speech about the quality of the traffic they were getting for the, the hundreds of millions of dollars they were spending. And I think that really put our, our founding team's wheels in motions at the time. And obviously, well, before my time at Czech, but they had uh, descended from uh, the 8200 unit in the Israeli military, which is kind of like our, our NSA, our CIA. So they were some of the best white hat hackers in the world. And they realized that this problem of, of you know fake and fraudulent traffic impacted uh, go-to-market organizations pretty substantially. And that was kind of the first uh, you know tipping of the iceberg, if you will, where a huge brand came out and said, look, you guys got to get your stuff together over there in this digital marketing ecosystem. And they had some different solutions they built along the way that eventually evolved into you know, what is Check, which is a really comprehensive way to protect the entire uh, revenue organization's efforts, which is you know the largest attack service a company has and all the different ways that you communicate with your customers, with the market, with the internet, with other types of systems. Uh, it's a huge attack surface and uh, you know something that traditionally has gone unprotected. So there was a big problem they recognized there that they could help solve for businesses of all sizes. You know, it affects everybody who does business online. And you know, that's a pretty exciting thing to be able to you know have the opportunity to work on. That is very cool. Absolutely. And it's interesting to think about how that study and this from Procter & Gamble kind of sparked this. I actually remember I had worked in PR at the time. It sparked some conversations on that side of the fence, too. Um, but ever since then, as you mentioned, cybersecurity has become an increasingly hot topic for marketers. So um, outside of you know Procter and & Gamble and, and everything they brought to light, let's think about like the past few years. Why has cybersecurity become this hot topic um, over the past few years? I think obviously COVID accelerated it by forcing everybody online and it really started to make people rethink that that as an attack surface, I think. And also you just started to see that the problem was getting bigger. So a lot of these bots, these fake users, they're automated scripts. And so what started as a small problem 
which actually started as a pretty innocent thing. Uh, in reality, there was a, a cybersecurity researcher who was just trying to alert people using an old version of Telnet that they were exposed. So I'm not sure how familiar the listeners are with how the internet works. There's about 65,000 ports. They're kind of like roads uh, in and out of people's computers. And this researcher found that hundreds of millions of worldwide computers were exposed and completely available to be hijacked. And so what he did to try and alert people very benignly was create a script to drop a message to their computer. And that technology, uh, like many technologies, uh, got out and uh, morphed into the bot problem that we have today. And that actually means that over time it got worse because some of these bots never die. They're, they're programs on a loop. And so over time, the problem gets bigger and bigger. And there's more and more ways that attackers can can get at you now because more business is online. So I think that just compounds the problem. Cyber criminals tend to follow the money. Uh, and what you'll actually see now is that I think by recent estimates, you know, we did a, a study that showed about 40% of the internet was this invalid traffic, these bots and these fake users. Uh, I saw a bunch of you know big personalities in the tech space recently, whether it was Mark Benioff or, or Elon Musk tweeting out uh, or retweeting out, excuse me, some statistics around it being as high as potentially 63% invalid users wow. on the internet. Yeah. And so there's some staggering numbers and you'll see uh, slight variations in that wherever you go, but the problem's just getting worse over time. Yeah. And as a marketer, when you think about that amount of invalid traffic hitting your paid ads, that hurts your heart and hurts your budget quite a bit, right? <laughs> Not, nothing worse than paying for someone to come to your site to have absolutely 0% chance of ever transacting with them because it, it, it has so much downstream impact on your business and how you think about analyzing the success of your campaigns, how you think about all the tools that live on your site that are trying to create you know, a great customer experience. And these are some of the reasons why marketers are really focused on that right now is it's not just about whether you paid for that click. It's about all the downstream impact on your business as well. And I think we see some really extreme examples of that playing out in the market today. I mean, you saw, I think last year was 2021, PayPal had four and a half million fake accounts open. They're a pretty wow. big fintech company. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were offering promos, $5, $10 referral fee. We're familiar with these types of coupons as marketers. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was being abused. People were scripting and opening accounts. And not only did that you know, waste, I can't remember what the estimate was, $25, $26 million of you know, marketing spend wow. on the coupons. It also had them reporting fake numbers, false numbers to, to the street. They're a publicly traded company. And so their forecasts were all inflated because like you and I know, you, you assign an average lifetime value to these customers and that's how you kind of get to your, your forecasted revenue. And so when they had to write that down by you know, you know all these four and a half million accounts, their stock tumbled 25% overnight. Uh, wow. That's a massive, massive impact uh, from uh, this problem. And this mm. type of stuff happens all the time. Yeah, that's an incredible story. Oh my goodness. Well, wow. so we're talking a lot about invalid traffic in general, but let's talk about, I guess, let's, can you explain the difference between ad fraud and click fraud? Yeah, I think ad fraud is a bit more of an umbrella term. There's lots of different ways you could you know, commit fraud within the advertising ecosystem. I think there was just recently uh, an article in Wired about how bots had corrupted uh, the advertising system. And they had talked about this specific Russian personality. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, I think it's Alexander Zukov, if I remember correctly. And he was spoofing websites. Uh, he, New York Times specifically was one of his targets. I think Purina also was one of his targets, the pet brand. Mm -hmm. And what he was doing was just spoofing fake websites uh, that looked like their websites to put them into digital exchanges and then selling ad space that was viewed 100% by bots that he created just to view the websites and the ads. 
And so he was just openly stealing money from these ad exchanges to the tune of millions and millions of dollars. Uh, ultimately, he was extradited out of Bulgaria when he was on vacation uh, mm-hmm. to the U.S. And, and stood trial. I think he was sentenced to 10 years prison. Uh, that's ad fraud. He was just literally stealing your ad budget. I, and I wow. think there's some more, ta- more tactical stuff like click fraud, which you see a lot in the SMB space where you have competitors who are just clicking on each other's ads. And sometimes they're not doing it manually. Sometimes they're just buying a ClickBot program, which you can get for maybe $20, $25, $30 on the dark web uh, and just automate it to click on the keywords. And this is really beneficial to services businesses because if I'm trying to get a pipe fixed or I'm trying to get something delivered to me, that's just-in-time services. I'm not going to go researching for the next five days about who I want to fix my burst pipe or change my lock when I'm locked out. And so if you drain their budget for those keywords early in the day, you get all the jobs. And so that's more like the click fraud ecosystem where it's just people trying to drain budgets from each other to get an edge on acquiring new customers. Okay. That, those are good definitions. And it's it's just, it's, I guess it's upsetting, right? To think that there are companies out there that, that would do that, but well, I guess whatever it is to get ahead, right? But it's also just crazy to think that you could go buy a bot program. Um, yeah, <laughs> just seems, seems pretty nuts. Um, so Let's talk about, I guess, Google. I think a lot of marketers, right, are obviously advertising on Google. Doesn't Google prevent click fraud or you know, why do we need to worry about it? Yeah, they do a great job. I, I think that's one of the things where the industry gets a bit of a bad rap is that everyone acts like they're out to get you. And I think the real story is that when you look at the numbers of fraudulent traffic out there, this invalid traffic, you know, in organic and direct traffic, it's usually about 27% across our customer base. That's what we see. And in the paid marketing ecosystem, and in Google specifically, we see about three and a half, maybe 4%. Uh, that's a big delta. And that delta is because they care about the quality of the traffic they're selling you. That's that's their product. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the big misnomers in the industry that marketers accuse them of not caring. I think they care a great deal. I think it's an extremely difficult challenge to solve, especially when it's not your core focus and your core business. And mm-hmm. so uh, they do do a good job, but they don't do everything. It's not, it's, uh, it's very hard to stay ahead. Researchers are always finding new ways to exploit the uh, updates. Every time an operating system, a web browser or anything gets updated, an API gets updated, there's vulnerabilities associated with that. And so you always got to stay one step ahead uh, And companies like, you know, check and kind of other people out there have researchers dedicated to doing just that. And this is what they've been doing their whole lives. So they're mm-hmm. very, they're very good at doing that. And it's a game of whack-a-mole. So you have to have a lot of focus. Gotcha. Um, so we talked a lot about, or we talked earlier about the ClickSees tool and how it helps to block the bad traffic. Um, but let's talk about, you know, is there a risk to block, to blocking good traffic utilizing the ClickSees tool? So how can you be sure you're not blocking the good traffic? Yeah, whenever you're blocking something, there's always an inherent risk. And, and we're very conscious of that. We want to be very conservative with how we approach this problem. Because the last thing we'd ever want to do as a marketer is block a genuine user. And we have a lot of safeguards built into the system. The ClickSees, you set up your own rules. So you have to know your customer journey pretty well. There's some legwork you got to put in to, to configure that, to make sure you're doing it correctly and mitigate that risk. Uh, with our Paradome platform, our enterprise tool, uh, it's extremely accurate. So 99.999996% or something like that. Uh, and there's you know really very little chance of that happening because we use so many different tests. But it really just depends on how much effort you want to put into that. But you absolutely need to be conscious of that. You need to look at your own data, set up rules that make sense for what you want to block to, to mitigate that risk. And when you do that, you see quite an effective result. And so I would guess that the ClickSees tool, that's something you want to manage ongoing in order to make sure you're adjusting the algorithms or the setup right, that you have in there to ensure that you are, you're, you're getting all of the good traffic and not blocking it. 
<clears throat> Absolutely. And it, it, that's uh, something that we have a customer success team to help you with as well. You know, ClickSeas is generally used by some smaller businesses, uh, upstart businesses, you know, high growth tech companies and, and more local regional businesses. And they tend to experience less sophisticated fraud in, in the SMB in the lower mid market. They don't tend to have the targeted attacks as much. There are a lot of collateral damage, competitive fraud, which is very basic. And so for them to, to customize rules to their needs, uh, we can help them. And it's a self-service platform where it's quite easy to turn it on and off. You don't need to be like a coder. There's there's toggles and buttons. It's very, very easy to use. Uh, so yeah, absolutely something you want to keep an eye on and manage and maintain, uh, but it's definitely a self-service thing. Great. So um, I would say, obviously, the the, most, the biggest benefit to using ClickSees, right, is you're, you're blocking that bad traffic. You're identifying the ad fraud, the click fraud. Um, but specifically, Lucas, what ClickSees feature do your customers find the most valuable? Well, I think the blocking is something where they see a lot of tangible value, but we also have in our ClickSees platform a tool called bot zapping, which actually lives on your website. And so what that does is it detects all the traffic coming from any source, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Google or direct and organic traffic as well. And it zaps the bots right off your site. So 403s that make sure it can't interact with the forms and things on your page. So it actually really secures your your customer facing portal, which is your, your website. Mm -hmm. And so we've had customers come to us saying, man, we get so many junk leads. It creates a lot of wasted effort, creates a lot of things uh, downstream in our retargeting. Uh, and they come in through these forms and by zapping these bots off of their sites, a lot of that operational headache goes away overnight. And it doesn't always, but when the, when the source is a bot, that's very valuable to them. And so I've seen some great success there. And a lot of customers are really gravitating to that because having that on your site uh, gives you a view into everything that's happening. And so I think that's also an extremely valuable tool that a lot of customers are really starting to latch on to is just protecting everything and not just paid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, definitely having insight into what's happening behind the scenes is, is important. So um, speaking of click fraud um, and knowing what's happening behind the scenes, let's talk about the accuracy of, of data. So can you tell us, Lucas, a little bit more about how click fraud impacts the accuracy of data? I mean, that's a huge problem worldwide is data, right? And, mm -hmm. and the cost of bad data. And I think the Harvard Business Review uh, put it at about $3 trillion per year in terms of cost to businesses. Now, that's wow. not all invalid traffic, but what we actually estimate is that of that skewed data, that, that impact to the market as a whole, that $3 trillion, we think almost $700 billion of that can be attributed to bad data that comes from invalid traffic online. That's a gigantic number. And when you think about how much companies invest in, in data and analytics in terms of so analysts and tools like Tableau or Domo or Power BI or Datarama, and then all the data sets that flow into there, and then they, they use tools like, you know, what is it, Fivetran or Alturix or other types of ETL solutions uh, to get it in there. There's a huge ecosystem just around bringing data together and analyzing and getting value out of that data. And if you were to find out tomorrow that data might be 25, 30% off, uh, that would probably be a pretty big issue all the way up to the C-suite, especially if you're making multi-million dollar decisions about how to allocate resources and budget based on these types of interactions. So mm -hmm. it's a huge problem. And we've seen that actually be one of the most popular ways to solve for this is you know, getting that data to become more available and using that data in the context of decision making across the org. So it's really becoming a C-suite problem. That, and that's a development we've seen over the past 12 months where they're starting to focus on this as a strategic issue to their business and not just a, you know, a tactical you know, advertising issue. Yeah. It's interesting to think about, too, the importance of this in the financial climate that we're in. I mean, you have to maximize your budget. You have to make sure it's it's working for you, right? So having a tool that helps you to identify you know, what's the, what's the invalid traffic, what's not, 
helping you to identify what which of your ads are driving those legitimate clicks and which aren't, right? That's important. Um, it's interesting to think about um, our partnership with ClickSeese, Lucas. I think that call tracking metrics and ClickSeese, or check, I should say, right, also have a lot in common. I think that, you know, we both, number one, are helping marketers to maximize their budgets through the different things that we do. But in, in turn, we, we really are helping marketers to work as sophisticated as possible. Um, so, you know, this has been a great conversation, Lucas. I wanted to ask you before we, we conclude, is there anything that, that you'd like to plug on behalf of Check or ClickSeese yourself? I think the one thing I'd like people to be aware of is that they should just be doing something about it, whether or not they're, you know, partnering with somebody like Check or Click and Clicksees to to solve this problem. They could also be looking at their their own campaigns and doing some some minor things uh, that are manual but can maybe help mitigate the issue from the paid marketing perspective. Things like only running campaigns during hours that you actually do business. One of the big ways we see people uh, wasting their budget on invalid traffic is through spikes that come during non-business hours. So maybe they have a huge spike of bot traffic that comes in at three or four in the morning. If you're not running ads, that can't happen. So just being really smart and conscious of the fact and how you can spot these trends uh, and then doing whatever you can uh, to mitigate that. Some of that could be running geofence campaigns, though false representation uh, may make that more difficult than you think on the surface. But there's little things you should be doing just to try and maximize your budget, like you said, especially in these times. And I can see a lot of value in what you do as well, giving better attribution to, to those different sources and to what drives the phone calls in. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we all want to do is just make sure marketers are making the best possible decision. Attribution is a piece of that, but also is having accurate data. And so that's why we're really excited to partner with call tracking metrics, just in helping marketers you know, make good decisions. Thank you, Lucas. We appreciate that. Yeah, it, it's been a fun ride um, working with you and, and learning all about ad fraud and click fraud. Um, so just kind of conclude our conversation today. What we've learned about is that what we've learned, I should say, is the fake web is real. Ad and click fraud is real. We can't keep turning a blind eye to this issue. And so with that said, if you are a marketer who's concerned about ad or click fraud or you're, or you're just looking to block the bad traffic, you want to save money, deliver clean results, identify which of those channels are working for you. Check out Clixies to learn more. Lucas has a team of people just waiting to help you drive success and deliver results. Um, so definitely connect with him. Um, and thank you, Lucas, for being here today and educating us on click and ad fraud. This information you've shared today is really invaluable to marketers who are looking to deliver the best results. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Courtney, and really excited about the partnership to come. So as are we, things. as are we. Um, and thank you to our listeners, too, for being here today. And um, as always, we appreciate you. Tune in next time for our last episode of 2022, where we'll discuss MarTech trends to look out for in 2023 with Daniel Alvarado from White Shark Media. In the meantime, keep up with us on Twitter at SmartRatPod. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Smart Route Podcast. Share your favorite takeaways with us on Twitter at Smart Route Pod. Smart Route is brought to you by Call Tracking Metrics, and you can find more at calltrackingmetrics.com forward slash podcast. Follow along for ideas and conversations that will inspire your own business path forward. Speaking of smart paths, are your marketing, sales, and service teams on the same page? In today's remote world, it's easy to get disconnected. Call Tracking Metrics can help. We empower smart marketing teams to determine the best route for campaigns by showing exactly which ad campaigns are driving conversations that convert. Operational teams can use that data to automate call flows and power contact center success. Visit calltrackingmetrics.com to see why more than 100,000 customers around the globe trust Call Tracking Metrics to manage communications for their marketing, sales, and service teams.